Hey now, what's going on? It's Jeff. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that you are listening to the audio of a live video stream from the Frumis YouTube channel. It may reference visuals that can't be heard, obviously, but if you want the whole enchilada, go to youtube.com backslash Frumis. That's F-R-U-M-E-S-S, because who doesn't like a whole enchilada? Hello, and welcome to tonight's impromptu show was not intending this to be our topic tonight, but it is going to make this quick and easy, one and done. Um, we're going to just launch right into it. Today, on April Fool's, it was revealed that Scream 6 is officially going to be in theaters one year from today. Why they're doing it on April Fool's, I don't know. Could this have been an April Fool's? I don't know. But either which way, it made me think of this article that I had read not read, looked at at er, in early March. I kind of like skimmed it. I wanted to go back over it and sort of take a look at it because it really sort of chimed in on something that I was feeling after I was watching the last Scream, Scream 5, which came out. And, you know, this might seem like blasphemy to diehard fans of Scream. I am a diehard fan of Scream. If you Watch me on this channel. You know how much I love my scream. I love Nev Campbell. I love Sydney Prescott. She is, to me, she's the goat. She's the best. She's better than, uh, I'll take Sydney Prescott and Nev Campbell over Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis any day of the week, month, year, decade, century, and millennium. However, after watching Nev Campbell portray Sidney Prescott in Scream 4 and Scream 5, I I just, as much as I want to see her back and, you know, reprising the role of Sidney, I kind of just want to let Sidney rest. I talked about this a little bit previously when we were talking about the third, potential third killer in Scream 5, which we were hoping that might be carried over to the Scream 6. Go check out that video that's on this channel as well. Um. This is an article by Jim Vorrell on Paste Magazine. It's from March 11, 2022. And he says, it's time for Scream 6 to leave its legacy characters behind. And I think I agree with him. That's I think that's that's the way to go. That That's the ticket right there. I think that the new blood that was established in Scream 5 is strong enough to hold its own, especially with Jenna Ortega at the helm, not the girl who played Samantha, whatever her name is, Samantha Carpenter, who's not a big fan of her, but but Jenna Ortega, oh, perfect. Let Carry her over into the new film. Let's read. The fact that 2022 Scream chose to portray its killers as entitled genre fans run amok was perhaps the most spot on of its many critiques of the modern entertainment industry. So let's not fall into the same trap of failing to be grateful when a franchise exceeds expectations. I don't know if Scream, Scream 5 did not exceed my expectations personally, but it seems generally overall it did. Uh, this new Scream really had no business being as good as it ended up being. That is a matter of opinion. Um, I had fun. I enjoyed myself. It was a good time. However, I, you know, I had my bones. I had my bones to pick. I, I saw many missed opportunities. And um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I had fun. I'll, I'll listen. I'll be there. I'll be there opening day for Scream 6 as well. Uh, 
the scion of Wes Craven's genre-inverting 1996 original of the same name, uh, I'll forever note, call it Five Cream. The film I'll henceforth re uh, be referring to as Scream 5, I'm going to call it Five Cream, managed the nearly impossible feat of integrating its beloved legacy characters, Sidney Prescott, Gail Weathers, and Dewey, Dewey Riley, into a relevant, smartly satirical story that also introduced a worthy cast of newcomers led by Mar Marissa Barrera, that's that's Sam, and Jenna Ortega's, uh, Jenna Ortega's character is, is Tara, Sam and Tara Carpenter. In effect, they pulled off a deeply unlikely win, even with a talented team like directors Matt uh, Bittinelli, uh, Olpin, and Tyler uh, Gillette at the helm. And those are the, the, the radio silence guys they made. I've seen every one of their films. I'm a big fan of their movies. I, I don't have anything against those guys. I think they did the best job that they could in this situation. I don't think I have to disagree with the writer here. I don't think the legacy characters worked in Scream 5. Um, and guess what? They shouldn't try and do it again. This is where I do agree. They shouldn't try and do it again. They shouldn't have tried to do it in Scream 5. And frankly, they shouldn't have tried to do it in Scream 4. The characters are left, left off perfectly in Scream 3. The ending of Scream 3 is perfect. For those characters, don't open that book again. Um, sorry, I lost my place. Refreshing as Scream 5 may have been in comparison with some of the very films it was satirizing, such as David Gordon Green's uh, instantly stale Halloween retreads, the franchise will only suffer by going the route of more of the same. That I agree. Sequelization. But given that Scream 6 is already on the way, whether or not that's really a good idea, what's to be done? How do you not squander the unlikely momentum that Scream 5 afforded you? you? You leave the legacy characters alone. Might we suggest you finally and truly commit to the new characters you just established? The answer is yes. And the best way to do that is simple. It's time to finally say goodbye to the few legacy characters who remain. Scream 6 should not revolve around Sidney Prescott in any way, shape, or form, and Scream 5 actually provides us with a logic, logical base to justify that screenwriting choice. And it's going to be different from what this writer says. I, I'm saying this because – I'm saying it because I just – you see Nev Campbell and, and Courtney Cox return, and obviously the money is good, and who could blame them? And, you know, um, they, but they look like they're just dialing it in. They're, they're just – they don't look happy to be there. She didn't look happy to be there and scream for it, it just, it becomes bittersweet. If the, if it doesn't work, then it's worse than if you have them uh, in there and it, um, and I don't know, it just doesn't work. It does not work. If scream six truly wants to be provocative in, sorry, proactive. If scream six truly wants to be proactive in terms of steering where the genre is going rather than just snidely commenting on where it's recently been, then this is the route to explore. Leaving behind the legacy characters is the one thing that no requel as Scream 5 dubbed them has had the guts to do. It's true. All requels are predicated on new blood and old blood, and they always lean too heavily on the old blood and don't trust the new blood enough. And uh, although I will say this, um, I don't know, maybe I don't want to go there. I would say screen. I would say Star Wars leaned heavily on the new blood and the, those movies were not supported by legacy characters. They were supported by the new characters. And I think in that way, the new trilogy 
um, does have some footing in that in that sense. But in this, it does not work at all. It does not work. And that's the problem with the Scream series. They either kill everybody off, they make it impossible to do another one, or they make it, they kill everybody off, and then the idea of it happening again seems so unlikely. I mean, the, we're, we're in number six. You have to give your, your killer some kind of footing to, to, to last to the next movie. That's how Halloween and, you know, we talked about this, Halloween and all those films, They Jason, they all work because the killer doesn't die. He always comes back. But in this case, you know, you're relying on having your your final girl who who really final girl to her final girlness in Scream 3. That's it. We, we can't rely on her anymore. You know, does that actively mean that in the same way that Ash is Ash the Evil Dead series? And I, the answer is yes. Ash is what makes Evil Dead Evil Dead. And Bruce Campbell is what makes Ash. And if Bruce Campbell stops, then really... I it really it's really hard to have Evil Dead or in the very least you need to have Evil Dead center around the character of Ash. So if you want to recast, they were talking about um what's that guy Sean, Sean William Scott was in talks to play Ash many many years ago, and I thought you know that guy could definitely do Ash some justice. He wouldn't be no Bruce Campbell, but he would have done him some justice in some way, shape, or form. In any case, um. Leaving the legacy characters behind is the one thing that no recall of Scream 5 uh, has dubbed them, blah, 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 has had the guts to do, and it's the most revolutionary avenue available to a film that is set up to invariably be seen as lesser than simply by virtue of closely following Scream 5. Producers would no doubt be terrified by the prospect of leaving behind the debris of, pa- of the past to genuinely embrace, embrace the fresh start that Scream 5 served up, but but it's the right decision. Uh, it, it won't happen, of course, but I'm still going to lay out the case for it just the same. So he's going to lay out the case. Um, one of the most impressive things about Scream 5 in retrospect is the way it builds a case for Scream 6 without either Sydney or Gale, the two remaining core legacy cast members. That's Yes, I agree with that. Most importantly, it begins the process of removing the character of Sidney Prescott from the from being the heart of this narrative. That's just what I was saying. In every previous scream, the motivation for the killings can always be traced back to either the original sin of Sidney's mother or the hatred, jealousy of the fame that Sidney has subsequently accrued by surviving the killing spree. Killing sprees. The movies are predicated on Sidney Prescott, and it just simply can't be that way. Rather than uh rather they revere her legacy in an unhealthy way because she was the original and they feel an an unearned sense of ownership over her story as devoted fans. The killers of scream five view Sydney as a true threat because she's Sydney Prescott known IP commodity. Ironically, they overlook the capabilities of both Sam and Tara Carpenter and are subsequently killed by the very pawns they attempted to exploit because they were instant instead focused on an infatuation with Sydney the original cast member said, and, and, you know, does that work? I, I don't know. Sydney for the first time in the film. I mean, it's just like, it just stole the spotlight away from these new characters. And like I said, I I'm a big fan of Jenna Ortega. I really thought she was great. 
I really, I was like, give the, put the spotlight on them. To, and, you know, and it's like, oh, no, we got to have Sydney come in and save the day. We got to have Gail. And Gail, I mean, I love you, Courtney Cox, but you're getting up there, man. I mean, you guys aren't like running, you guys are running around with Glocks in the trunks. You know, it just, it just doesn't, it feels old and stale. We just don't need it. You know, have Gail on, on, you know, making a cameo on, on, as an anchor or doing a book, book signing or something. Um, and just let Sydney live her life with her husband, with her cop husband. I sound like I'm writing fan fiction now, but eh, you know. Um, Ironic, blah, 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 blah. Where, where are we in this? Sydney, for the first time in the film, uh, sorry, Sydney, for the first time in a film in this series, never actually kills anyone. Gail, meanwhile, states her intention not to write about the killers at the end of the film to avoid inflating their notoriety, signaling that she's also ready to recede from the spotlight of the story. And I actually really like that. I thought that was a really great moment from Radio, Radio Dead, Radio Silence. Uh, I think it might have been, yeah, Radio Silence is their name. I thought that was great. That's breaking the cycle. That's completing Gail's arc. She realizes that she, in fact, is part of the problem by writing about these characters. So I thought that was actually a really nice touch. In this way, Scream 5 signals to us that Sydney knows her time as an avenging angel has finally come to an end, even though that really happened in Scream 3. In fact, it was ultimately unnecessary for her to involve herself in this rash of killings in the first place. That's correct. Because for the first time ever, she wasn't the direct inspiration for this rampaging pair of psycho killers as naturally as that assumption would be for her. The burden, and it's almost interesting that maybe she, maybe Sydney gets sucked back in because of that. She does, even though she's not the focus, she gets sucked back in because of everything that's happened before. The burden of responsibility is passed to a new generation. And if something like this starts to happen again, Sydney will be well within her rights to elect to not get involved, especially because she has children. And we talked about me and my friend, Mark, shout out to Mark J. Parker. We talked about so many um, missed opportunities for getting Sydney involved in a situation that she would not get involved. We both thought that Sydney wouldn't get involved because she has kids and, you know, she, she's got, she survived so many times. It's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not her monkeys, not her circus anymore in that kind of way, except, you know, for the fact that Dewey dies, then maybe she would have to come back to Woodsboro anyway, but she should never have gotten involved in the first place. What would have been interesting is if the kid, if the, the, the only way that she would get involved is if, if her husband or her kids were uh, in jeopardy and that's what we kind of had cooked up and it just, you know, anything else just doesn't, it, it feels forced, and it did feel forced in Scream 5, if I'm being honest. Insert her in a Scream 6 cameo. Sure, of course, if you must. I agree, totally. We need to see her, but we don't need her to be in part of the adventure anymore. I want a single scene that shows Sydney learning about the latest murder rash, pausing to think for a moment, and then hanging up the phone to go play with her children instead. Bravo to this writer, 100%. That's the most realistic thing that would happen in this story. Uh uh, she has no friends or family left in Woodsboro. We talked about Sydney's tragedy, Sydney's curse. We talked about that in other videos. I'm not going to rehash it here. Go seek out the other screen videos on my channel. I have a whole playlist. Um, nothing to draw her back yet again. Nev Campbell can say that she's open to returning and she will return, especially because they, they got that fat paycheck. And you know, they put that into a contract that she needs to like possibly be uh, open to the option of returning if all goes well. Um, 
So she could be open to returning all she wants, but it's time to stop relying on the only two remaining cast members from a film from 1996 to do the heavy lifting. Key phrase here. It's time to stop relying on the only two remaining cast members from a film from 1996, 25 years ago, to do the heavy lifting. Could not agree more. This, of course, leads into one obvious question. Can the new characters established in Scream 5 carry their own film? The answer is yes. Yes, yes, yes. Over and over again, especially Jenna Ortega. And the answer is there's no truly way to know for sure until you give them a chance to do exactly that. Totally agree. Uh, Sam, Tara, and the Meeks Martin twins, that's Jasmine Savoy Brown, who was also a shining shining light in this and mason good mason gooding was fun too uh, i'm really glad he survived at the end uh they that they are the foundation upon which you would be building this genuine divergence from the story of sydney and we can't escape the reality that they'll be able to do it do that in a setting uncumbered by the legacy characters 100 when we see that high school scene at the beginning of scream five i was like i was all about it i was like wow okay we are retreading Scream, but we're establishing new characters that are get, that's giving new lifeblood to this 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 series in this way. This is one of the central problems with legacy sequels to begin with, because in a direct comparison within the bounds of a single film, the audience will always be more interested and invested in the original characters, just as the killers of Scream Five were. Uh, studios respond to this reality by trying to awkwardly. Juggle and balance old and new in the scripts, and we see that we see that when Sydney and Gail go to Stu's house, and it just it's so it's so uh wooden, it just it does not. I mean, it it complete. You know what it is? It completely relies on nostalgia to see it through. People are like they see the nostalgia and they view nostalgia as good, and because nostalgia is good, we're, we're happy to we're happy to do it. You know that sort of thing. When the more radical solution would be to just not give the audience a chance to make a direct comparison in the first place. It's right. Don't put Sam on screen next to Sydney, where she has no chance of inherently generating more interest. The only way you can force the audience to begin considering new characters as worthy central protagonists of the story is to let them control the spotlight. This writer is so on top of it, right? Uh, not simply steer the plot to the direction of familiar characters who first appeared in that plot 26 years ago. They really use their last bit of nostalgic goodwill. They now have to take what they've established in Scream 5 and just press forward and, and use that and nothing more. It's not as if there isn't plenty of material to explore for the likes of Sam and Tara and Scream in the Scream 6 script. After all, Sam in particular will always be a wild card with her latent psychosis, making her an unreliable narrator and somebody that the audience can never fully trust. Totally agree with that which makes her more compelling and dangerous than she would be otherwise. And we see that at the end of Scream 5 when she kills one of the killers. And her dad, I mean, this was bad. Having Billy Loomis being like this positive, like fatherly role model. I mean, he was enough, He was a sperm donor, man, you know? Um, and I don't really like that. I don't like, I mean, I, I kind of like, I get what they're trying to do. You're trying to give us some sort of connection to the original series that started it all without relying on on Courtney or Sydney and you're doing that by manifesting Billy as a psychosis fine i guess 
I guess. Tara, meanwhile, has plenty of room to continue to grow into her own, uh, an opening kill girl who survived to be promoted to the role of co-lead in another first for the series. That's right. And that's what Scream 5 did so well. Instead of giving us the same old thing that they've given us four times before, they 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 subverted our expectations. The opening kill girl survives and she ends up becoming a co-lead character. It's wonderful. And it's Jenna Ortega. So, I mean, how many more times am I going to say the name Jenna Ortega in this in this video? Perhaps Scream 6 could see the half-sisters leaving Woodsboro behind only to find the trail of carnage following them wherever they go. And that's where you can kind of get into this, like, is Sam giving in to giving into her urges. Perhaps Sam's absent mother has something particular, has some particularly spicy revelations to share with us all. See, here's one of the thing. I don't know where they're going to go with that storyline. They, they found like a little ledge to step out on and like kind of it's flimsy enough. It's flimsy, but it holds, it holds enough, but there's no, like, where do you go from there? It's like, who is this woman? Why didn't they show us her face? And, She's not going to be from it's just it feels like almost like uh, it's an afterthought to to continue the story. So in that way, it doesn't work. It does the, yeah, the, the, the idea of continuing uh, legacy from the original screen by having the, the daughter of Billy doesn't work in that way. Perhaps Tara's resentment for being dragged into all this will push her to some sort of new hypothesis. It also remains to be seen. But the truth is that Sidney Prescott isn't needed to tell any of these stories totally agree the time is right for scream six to pioneer a new concept of what it means to make a legacy sequel and take the lead into pursuing hollywood conventions into a more original direction if any franchise intends to embrace the original thinking in this way let it be scream i'd like to think that Wes craven would suggest the same i think he would and that was by Jim Vorl. And he just, that was great. I really, really, really enjoyed and appreciated what he was saying. I thought he he presented his points very, very well. It works. It totally works. And um, that's it, man. Just a nice little clean cut video for you. Just a little something for Friday night. Um, just to let you know, we are sponsored by riotstickers.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Riotstickers.com right here. So you can see the banner behind me. We're running a special promotion right now. You get 53-inch uh, by 3-inch stickers uh, for $29.50. That's 50% off using the promo code FROMUS. Link in the description. Let me play a little video. And just to let you know, we have a very special contest with Riot Stickers coming up. That's going to be announced very soon, potentially on our episode of Pizza Punk on Thursday with our friend Kevin Vonsberg, a.k.a. Kevin45. Let's play our little uh, Riot Stickers video right now.
Hey now, hey now, we're back. Um, so that's it. That's it for tonight's show. What are your thoughts? What do you want from Scream 6? You know, like, what do you want to see on the big screen? Do you want more Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers? Or do you want something different, something new? Do you want them to explore the uh, new territory with Sam and Tara? Let's see Sam go off the deep end and Tara struggle with her sister, who she loves, but who's also being pulled by the psychotic hallucination of her father, a.k.a. Billy Loomis. That's what I would like to see in the sequel maybe maybe uh allude to that third uh bring in that that third killer who was the third killer who's wearing the purple shirt in scream five that killed dewey because it surely couldn't have been um uh whatever the 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 boyfriend or or the girlfriend the, the two the two killers in scream five um yeah that's it that's it for today uh, do you know about the Patreon? If not, I'm going to hit you with another ad real quick. Peace and hair grease. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe we will not. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. (laughs) So right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. (laughs) The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.